I'll, I'll cut this part out. So now you and I are all on one track. Yeah, the girls disappeared. Actually, no, it isn't live now. It'll be, well, by the time you hear this, yeah. it'll already be live. Yeah. Que pasó, cochinos and sucias? I'm that Vato Gallo, the chivalrous chauvinist. Welcome to another episode of Sucias Are My Favorite. Today's guest is Truth from Truth Be Told Podcast. He is a gentleman that I found on Reddit, or actually he found me. We had a chat a couple of weeks ago, and that's out live now if you want to check it out. I'm on Truth Be Told. Truth, let everyone know about yourself. I am truth.com. I like to describe myself as a narcissistic sociopath that basically I care more about sex and relationships. At least that's how I like to describe myself, but that's not necessarily how it is now. But on my podcast, we do like to talk about love and relationship and we like to get pretty explicit. So if you go listen to us, expect to hear some advice, but more than anything, just hear us be raunchy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fun. At least the episodes that I've listened to, it's kind of like an expanded version of me if I had friends that would come over and shoot the shit with me. And this is, I think it's a sensitive topic, especially among Latinos with, with how machismo is. So how did you find out or realize that you were a cuck? How did you get into that? Well, funny enough is, when I did realize it, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what the word was. And the first time I experienced it was me living with the first girl that I lived with. Me trying to go to the restroom because I needed to take a piss. We only had one restroom. Door was never locked. I'm going to the restroom. Door's locked. I need to piss. I need to get in there. So I'm banging on the door and she's not opening. She had just taken a shower. So I jimmy the door and bust in and she covers up real quick. That was weird, but I needed a piss. So I went and I'm sitting there and I'm taking a piss. Once I believe myself, I'm like, okay, wait, why did she cover herself so quickly? So I go over, open her towel, chest full of hate, just everywhere. I was so mad. My blood was boiling, but it felt like my dick was the one that was burning because it all went down to my dick. I was hard. I had a raging heart on I picked her up threw her on the counter, just started going at it. That was probably the best sex that we've had since we had sex to that point. And once I was done, I kind of stepped back, go to the room, and she stays in there. I'm like, fuck, like, what, what just happened? I wasn't sure what happened because I was so angry because I knew what she did, but I was like, that was fucking hot as hell. So that was my very first experience with being cuck in the sense that I realized I kind of liked the idea of my girlfriend getting fucked. But you're right about the whole machismo thing. Even till this day, all the friends that I have, because I am Mexican, I grew up with mostly Mexicans, but like, I would never let somebody took my queen. It gets to the point where if you go over to a homie's house, a lot of times their girlfriend or their wife is not even outside with them. We're outside, she's inside, and you don't really interact. You know, you kind of keep your friends away from your uh, your homies. And I mean, I get it, but that's that's the point where our machismo goes to, where it's like, no, you sit away. Nobody gets close to my queen. You know, that's my woman. So for them to hear that I'll be sharing, they think it's, it's nuts. You're the second person that doesn't have gray hair that I knew that was a cuck. That to me, or in my experience in the kink community, cucking usually is something that's more of a mature thing that guys that are already gray haired, that that's when they're okay with it. That that's when they can kind of like get behind it. So how do you convince them to be okay with doing this and, you know, realizing that this is still a bond between you two. After it happened initially, I wasn't sure what was going on. So I didn't really pursue it. It was in the back of my mind, but I was like, yeah, that's even to me, that wasn't right still. Like, I didn't know what a cuck was or none of that. 
once I, I, I was talking to a girl one time and I was explaining her what I like, just some random girl. And she called me a cuck and I was insulted. I was like, what the fuck? Like, don't, like, what are you calling me? To me, it was like an insult because like, I didn't know what the word was. And when I looked it up, I was like, oh, shit, I'm like the definition of a cuck. Okay, never mind. But I, when I looked at that, I went looking into what a cuck is. And I realized that most people that do share, it's because it, it's about the connection. When the girl finally does it for the man, because usually that's how it is. It's a man approaching the woman about it. She does it to make him happy. And I was like, oh, okay. So for me to find somebody, I'm going to have to find somebody that realizes that it's not about me wanting to share her. It's about her also making me happy. It's another kink. It's another form of pleasure without actually, you know, touching somebody. So it has been hard to find the women when I first started because I would tell them about this kink once we were into the relationship, you know, a year into it, two years into it. And at that point, they're like, where the fuck did this come from? Their go-to was, you don't like me anymore, right? Like, why would you want to share me if you like me? Why would you want anybody to touch me if you like me? And I would be like, no, that's not it. That's not the reason why. If anything, if I didn't like you, I wouldn't want them to do this because me liking you is what turns me on. That's what excites me. Like you said, like, I've done threesomes. I've done, we've tag teamed girls before and I felt nothing. I was like, here, you take her. And when the homie was fucking, I was just fucking probably replying to messages or something. Who knows at the moment? But I wasn't invested. So now, especially that we have my podcast and I was really open with it, when I met my current girlfriend that I've been with for two, been with for two years, I told her, if you want to date me, if you're serious about this, you need to go back and listen to all my episodes, which was about 35 at the time. I said, because I don't want anything to surprise you, and I'm pretty open with what I like. So I told her from the get-go, this is what I'm into. If you don't think you can be a part of this lifestyle, don't waste my time. I won't waste your time, and we'll go on and borrow away. So that's my approach now. As soon as you meet somebody, tell them what you're into, and if they don't like it, then this is where you, you, know, you go your own way. But you're right. It is the Latinas are the ones that have had more pushback, because I have spoken with this to a lot of white women because i date either white women or latinas and the white women have been like well, yeah i'm down and when somebody says yes right away you're kind of like wait a minute why because again that little pushback is what you go for you know because you don't want something that's going to jump right into it but yeah the latinas they're not into it <laughs> not as much with with uh, your experience in that with your current girlfriend is there anything that she shared with you that you wouldn't mind sharing that is a kink that would be an atypical kink that you've done for her because she's doing this for you in essence. She's been pretty open with herself too, I'd like to say, because everything that I bring up, she's like, yeah, I'm down for that. And while I don't think she's tried a lot of the things that a lot of people have, like threesomes and stuff like that, at least not that I recall at the moment, she is open with more or less anything I've asked her to at the moment. So, but our biggest one is just the, the you know, the cucking. And what I told her is I'm like, she goes out and I tell her, if you meet somebody, go for it and, uh, you know, do your thing. And you don't have to ask me permission ahead of time. Just kind of. And that was new to her. She's all like, I want you to know. I was like, no, no. If I wake up in the morning and I wake up to a text or a video or a picture, that'd be amazing. But no, uh, she is a very sexual person. But like most women, she's very sexual towards me, towards her partner. So if she does have any fantasies, she hasn't mentioned them. And I want to believe it's because she's satisfied with me. But my experience with most women is that, that they are pretty satisfied with their men and don't typically want to experiment anything else. But when I bring up stuff like the rope play, 
she's cool, cool with that. Do you, oh, can I spank you? She's cool with that. There's hasn't been much that she hasn't been okay with. So I'm, I feel like she is pretty open with herself and she would be game for most everything. But yeah, no, she hasn't brought up anything that, you know, on her own, which would be exciting if she did. I'm, as long as she doesn't want to tie me up and tickle me, I'm down for almost anything. <laughs> I, I remember here recently with the episode, you, you kind of showed that girls are down for anything. Females are down for just about anything for their man. And it's that us males that usually have the hangups about, oh, no, they're going to think I'm gay. Oh, no, you're going to think I'm this. Oh, you're going to think I'm that about it. And I think it comes a lot, not just from machismo, but from just masculinity in general, like just supposedly what the idea of what you have to do or what you have to do to be a man. Yeah, no, exactly. We did touch on that. Um, I believe one of them said she has ate her man's ass before, which is something I've had done before, which even at the moment when it happened, it was very uncomfortable because like, what, how do I get in a position to, that I feel masculine, but still get this done? Cause it felt good. And that's the hangup. But she said she did it. A couple of them said they'd be down with uh, pegging. And even when like you talk to a girl that wants to have a threesome with two guys, she, she wants them all over. Her. Um, I just recently had a conversation with a girl that said, I want to be the main character. I want you both on me. I don't want you staying away from each other. I don't want you afraid of your swords touching. You know what I mean? Like, she is very into men. She likes women, but isn't her main focus. But she doesn't see any of that as being gay, as being bisexual. She's not judging. All she's focused is on herself. And I think that's what you were alluding to, that women, for the most part, the ones I've talked to, are okay with that. They don't say, like, oh, look at this. I don't want to say that. Well, look at this guy being gay for, you know, being pegged. Oh, look at this guy being gay for letting me in the mouth. They're like, no, I'm pleasing him. He's allowing me to be pleased. And I think what I said on that episode was, look, guys are so worried about looking gay for other guys because the women in their life don't even care about that. So there's still a lot of things that I wouldn't do myself until this day because maybe I haven't experienced them and I'm still worried about the stigma. And maybe when it comes to it, I'll try it. But I feel like if I'm with like my girlfriend at the time that makes me comfortable, everything I like, and I go through with it, I don't think I beat myself over what the homies would think. Because at the end of the day, they're not in my bed and they're not the ones pleasing me. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, you never know. One day, 20 years from now, that might be okay. You know, or not okay, but that's something like, yeah, fuck it, just give it a try. Um, <laughs> right? But yeah, no, I, I joke around like, um, you know, there's nothing about a guy that turns me on. But if tomorrow women just disappeared, I'm gonna find me a twink, you know, fuck it. If there's, if there, if that's the only option, I'm gonna go for it. Well, you know what? I've always joked about that because I've always liked fucking and I've been open about it. And people like the time be like, well, what's going to happen when your dick doesn't work? Oh, I'm gonna fucking pop the blue pill. So they ask, you know, what's going to happen when the blue pill doesn't work anymore? And I'm like, look, it gets to the point where my dick just genuinely doesn't work. And I'm turning gay. I'm fucking one way or another. They're just like, I'm like, dude, it's a joke, but. You know, it kind of alludes to what you were saying with like, I'm, I'm fucking one way or another. I enjoy sex a little too much to just be like, oh, no more women around. Oh, my dick don't work. I'm done fucking. So what do you think has helped contribute to us being more open to being talking about sexuality, mental health, and all the other things? Well, I mean, honestly, the same thing that's moving everything along, just the internet and social media. Because back then, if you wanted, like, you would hear that there would be these yacht parties and there'd be yacht parties and you didn't know exactly what would go on there, but you knew there was stuff going on there. And it was more like you said earlier, you're the first person without gray hair that I hear say this. And that's what people thought. It was these old, rich, white people going out to the middle of the ocean and getting it on. But then now that social media came about and the internet came about, and then you realize, like, no, these younger people are doing it also. 
and they're now trying to monetize it with stuff like OnlyFans and whatnot. They're more willing to put it out there for some kind of gain. And that alone just flooded, you know, the just flooded us with information. Like if you go on Reddit, Reddit has a really dark side, which I love. But you can find just about anything there. So all of a sudden you went from going, mm, I might be interested in this to finding that. And then through that one post, if you find that you like, you find a hundred other links to other posts that you're like, huh, I didn't think I didn't think that was gonna be a thing. And then on top of that, the popularity of podcasts. So now you have somebody like me that is Hispanic. People look at me, I'm six feet tall, I'm a big guy. They'd be like, this guy would never do some of these things, but I'm being open about what I've done. And so now people in my community hear me and go, okay, maybe it is okay to do this. And then they look into it themselves. So that's kind of one of the things I like to do with my podcast. And I spoke about it before is I want the stigma regarding sex, even women just being openly sexual more than they have been or guys being into more kinks to just be commonplace. Oh yeah, totally. I, I totally agree with that. That's one of the bigger things about my podcast, and you brought it up on yours as well, about having communication within a couple, that there shouldn't be any reason that you can't tell each other what you want to try and what you want to do. Especially with, the, like you said, the stigma that we have in just society, not just in Latinos, but just as in Western culture. I agree 100% on that. Everybody's too focused on what everybody else is thinking, like we said it earlier, and more importantly, just staying it from the beginning. If you're not going to, if I can't be open with you when I meet you about my sexual experience and what I like to do, then we're going to have an issue. And that's another reason why, like, I've never had a problem as soon as I meet somebody making it sexual. Because 90% of the time, I'm just trying to be sexual anyways, which is it's my own problem. But a lot of people don't like it. And I, I stop and I think, I'm like, okay, women that don't like dick pics, I get it because women are not visual. They're physical. They want to feel it. They don't want to see it. I get it. But what happens when you finally, you know, let this guy in and then he, you know what I mean? Like, and you're unsatisfied and then now you no longer want to be with him. Or what happens when you find out all the bodies he has? Or what happens as a man when you find out how many bodies she has? And I'm like, I get the stigma and everything around not wanting to talk about your sex life as soon as you meet somebody because, oh, they're just worried about sex. And I see it as, no, I want to know all this because sex is important. How many relationships have you heard of end of them ending because, oh, they haven't had sex for three months. Oh, they haven't had sex. He no longer finds me attractive. Well, maybe if you put a schoolmate off of it, he will. Hey, dude, maybe if you let her eat your ass, she'll be like, reignite something in her. But if you guys can't speak about this in the beginning of the relationship, that's going to be a problem. So, yes, speak on this as soon as you meet somebody. Obviously, try to go about it in a tactful way, in a tactful manner. Don't just be like, Hey, I like taking it in the ass as a guy. You know what I mean? But tell them I'm I'm open to these things and I want somebody that has an open mind to sexuality. Are you going to be that for me? And then I promise you your relationship, while it might not last forever, it will be good while it lasts. And your sexual experiences might be even better. Oh, yeah. No, totally. With, with open, clear communication, I mean, your sex life can grow leaps and bounds versus just trying to do something like, you know, try to put it in her <laughs> ass, see if she... She, you know, budges or doesn't move or backs up on it. But if you had that conversation, you wouldn't have to be trying to sneak, be sneaky about it. That she would know to expect it or anticipate it each time that, hey, maybe he's going to try that and be more sexually satisfied because you can move on from there. If you don't like the back door, fine. I, I know some couples that both parties in the couple think the back door is the most disgusting thing ever. Why would anyone ever do that? But they're on the same page. So yeah. that works for them because they can try other things. You know, um, uh... It's funny you say that because you know, there is some couples that, you know, both, they both think the back door is a no-no. Usually the women is because they don't want to take it. 
I ran into somebody that really tripped me out, but she said that she didn't like the back door because if a man wanted hers, it would mean that he's gay. Not bisexual, not curious, gay. For the simple fact that she has a pussy. And the fact that he wants to fuck her in the ass means that he really wants to fuck a guy, but is settling for a girl's ass. And I was that Yeah, that one just took me out. I I had nothing to say back to her. I was like, oh, like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, you 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 have run into women that are like that there and, and met guys too that have these notions that like, oh, if he does this one thing, then that means that he's into, you know, all kinds of other things without having the conversation or trying to understand any reasoning behind it, making their own assumption because that's their perspective. And of course, their perspective is always right. No, I agree. Communication, communication. And I keep saying this is not a communication, understanding. That's the biggest one. Try to understand why. Uh, try to have an open minded as to why somebody's doing it and appreciate that somebody's being open with you about it. Because even I'll go on the podcast and I talk about everything I like, but I just put it out there. But these people don't know why or if there's something in my past, which is something that I'll only share with somebody that I'm close to with my girlfriend. You know, so if they're comfortable enough to explain to you why, take that. Take that into consideration. So not only listen to them, but be understanding. And uh, yeah, that's the biggest that's the biggest one when it comes to sex and relationships for me. And it blows my mind how people don't. It's I know you have your own experiences. I get it. But just how you have your own experiences, I have mine. Don't be so close-minded because you live something. You know, you want me to respect yours, and I will. But then you also kind of got to respect mine. It's If you can't add to my, you know, if you can't add to my life, and then you're just going to be a headache because you're not going to be open to it, it's never going to work regardless, even if I don't have any kinks. So, yeah, that's that's how I like to go about that. That's fucking perfect. And I always forget to clarify like you had said just now about understanding because most people when they hear communication they think oh i just need to get what i said out make sure it's clear but you have to make sure that they understand you and you understand them so that's how you can move forward and grow as couples and as as individuals but the key you're right is understanding i need to keep remembering using that so thanks for that yeah of course i had to learn that the wrong way uh i would always, people would always tell me that I, I listen but i don't pay attention and i'm like yeah i get it what were you saying? <laughs> I appreciate you sharing something personal because I know a lot of males out there might think this, but might be afraid of it because of the stigma. And I just wanted to show that, hey, you're not alone out there. There's always going to be someone out there like you. Truth, let everybody know where they can find you. You guys can hear more about all this at Truth Be Told Podcast. You can listen to us at Apple, Spotify, Google, anywhere, any, any major platform. And you can find us on Truth Be Told Podcast on Instagram. And we have a Patreon, too, Truth Be Told Podcast. We have three episodes up that are ahead of schedule about a month. So you get extra content there. You get some merch. Truth, thank you for coming on, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. I love you. You're worthy of it. Till next time, besos.